Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, actually, wherever you're listening, whatever time you're listening. Um, for me, it is currently Sunday afternoon. I just got home. Um, and welcome back, man. How long has it been? It's been about a month, really longer. Um, we haven't recorded in a long time. I've been been trying to get back at it. Like I said, we've been real busy with school. We moved in, you know, our season's coming up. Um, and so we didn't really have time to start recording until really right now. Um, and we're going to have a lot more time to once I got my schedule down and all that stuff. Um, but no, nah, how you guys been, man? It's been a minute. Um, like I said, I've been really excited. And currently, I have not made the announcement yet um, on my social medias. But this is not the fifth quarter with Jace Daniels. This is actually the locker room. Um, as I will have said on the announcement, and you guys would know by now, we got two two different shows now. We got the locker room, um, which is this episode. This will be on the locker room, and then the fifth quarter. The fifth quarter will be more interviews with people, um, you know, kind of talking to them and stuff like that. And the locker room will be more um, debates, you know, debates with people. Um, this and I'll be more on on the locker room. I'll be more active on the locker room than I am on the fifth on fifth quarter. Locker room will probably be about at least one episode a week, maybe two. Um, and this is something I've been wanting to start since the beginning of of like the really since college football. I wanted to start this, but I just haven't had time to record. Um, but now I do. Now I do. Um, we are three weeks away from our first game on November first, um, which it's crazy because it's like, how do you have time to record now? Um, I don't know, but I do. Every every Sunday, I'm going to record an episode reacting to college football, um, maybe NFL. But main college football, y'all know me. I love I love college football. That is the most entertaining sport, in my opinion. I can sit down and watch college football all day. Um, like I said, currently it is 727 um, in OU time or OU time, Oklahoma time, you know and all that um and yeah this this weekend of college football first i want to shout out to my seahawks today we played the cincinnati Bengals. um that was embarrassing guys that was that was really embarrassing um the the type of performance we put on where our offense went all of a sudden um our defense played great for the uh, cincinnati Bengals team i know joe burrow's hurt or not hurt but dealing with a calf injury for um us to hold them to 17 points was pretty impressive but um, Geno Smith, I don't, I don't know why he can't escape pressure. I mean, I know why he can't escape pressure. I don't know. I, we got a lot of issues right now. Um, I, I didn't expect, I, I, I expected us to lose because the Bengals on paper are better than us, but I didn't expect us to lose because our offense couldn't perform. I expected our defense to be the reason we lost, but um, our offense put up only 13 points. Geno Smith with no touchdowns. I think he threw like two interceptions. DK Metcalf got hurt. DK Metcalf, man. He is a big old man child. I I don't I didn't see it, but I seen he got a roughing the or a necessary roughness call. He does like why does he keep doing stuff like that? Like this just like just dumb like ah you can't touch me so I'm gonna push you like just stuff like that. I can't stand when he does that. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he just stuff like that really makes me mad with him. Um, I just wanted to touch on that for a second. The Seahawks um, kind of made me mad. Um, but with the NFL in general, because um, I'm not really going to talk a lot of NFL today because I have a lot of college football content to cover with y'all. Um, so we're kind of just going to dive into the NFL like for like two minutes, one minute right here. Um, 
the 49ers, man, I watched that game with my father. We was eating food when that happened. Um, Brock Purdy, or the 49ers offense, in my case, looked human there. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey went down with an injury. Brock Purdy, from what I've seen, going into the fourth quarter, he was he only threw like 73 yards of passing. Um, he had a pick, something crazy like that. Um, the Browns' defense is legit, though. Um, I didn't expect them to hold the 49ers to 16 points or whatever, however many, or 17. Um, but I expect it to be a dogfight. Um, and that's what it was, the kicker at the, 40, the end of the game. I think that was his second missed kick um, of that game, and unfortunately it cost them. Um, so I, I that was really – I didn't watch a lot of NFL today, I'm not going to lie. I've been spending all my time recapping the NF, or the college football um, week we had this week. It's been a great week, or it was a great week. It's been a great eight weeks. Um, I love – like I said, y'all know me. I love college football. It is my favorite favorite sport i know i'm a basketball player but i love watching and talking college football the atmosphere um it's just a lot it's just great like i love i love college football i could talk about it all day and so i spent a lot of my time you know getting stuff together for today's episode um of the locker room which you know is new you guys you guys don't know or y'all guys huh, you guys don't know yet but it's brand new um so we're gonna go ahead and get into a re um they dropped the AP polls as of as of I'm recording about two hours, three hours ago, maybe earlier than that. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I'm looking at them right now. We got because I have my own. So first off, we're going to talk about kind of just the week overall week of what happened this week. Um, I got my own top 25 list. I'm going to share with you guys. And then we have top five Heisman candidates. And then I'm going to talk about the week or next week's picks, you know, my picks. And we're going to keep track of those. Again, this is something I wish we did at the beginning of the season so that we could keep track of those throughout the season and see my record. But we're going to go ahead and do them now. And um, we're going to keep track of my record and see how I did because I only took, like, the top, like, ten games for this coming week to pick from. Um, but go, looking at the AP poll, man, um, I'm looking at the top five right now. We got Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington. I don't know why the voters keep putting Georgia at one. Um, I look. I watched. I didn't watch the Vandy game, um, but I I seen like you know most of it. Or not most of it. You feel me? Just highlights, and I looked at the stats and stuff. Um, Georgia is not just dominant to me. Like I don't understand why. Like, look, their what was their best win against a Kentucky team who shouldn't be ranked, who was overrated? Didn't they lose this week to Missouri? Yeah, they lost to Missouri this weekend. Like, that was Georgia's only for real win, I guess. And I guess you can pump your chest about it because you beat a ranked opponent, like you should have. But why can't you beat Vandy? And they won by 17 points, but they didn't cover the spread. I know that. I know they didn't cover the spread. I was looking at that today. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I, I'm not sold on Georgia yet. I have them at three on my rankings, which I'll explain that later once we get to the our my top twenty five rankings. But Georgia's just not the number one team to me. Like they're not. They don't look like the past Georgia. The past Georgias I've seen in the last two years, they have a stout defense and they have an offense that can put up points. But really, it was their defense that I was like, oh my gosh, like this. Like, is anyone going to score on this Georgia defense? Now, I don't like I see them losing to Mo- Michigan, Georgia. I'm taking Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia. Uh, I don't know. We'll get into that later. Um, I have Michigan as my number one team. Um, and you can say, oh, they haven't played nobody. 
yes, they haven't put nobody, but they're also beating teams the way they're supposed to. Um, they're beating teams. What they beat Indiana fifty-two to seven, um, and you know, again, it's Indiana, but that's what you're supposed to do as a number one team. I want you to to stomp, to curb stomp the teams you're supposed to play or you're supposed to beat at home or away. Um, so I have them as my number one team. They have Ohio State three. I have Ohio State two, but Ohio State is also there's no unbeatable teams to me. I don't I I, I don't think y'all realize like how open the championship or the national championship is this year. There's no beatable unbeatable teams to me, you know. Like I said, the last couple of years it's been Georgia. I'm like, oh yeah, ain't nobody beating Georgia. Like that defense is too great, you know? So I don't there's no unbeatable teams to me. Um, so far, Ohio State looks very beatable because their def- or their offense is so inconsistent, um, which makes sense. You know, they got McCord back there, however you say his last name. Um, he's young. He's only making his eighth start coming up this weekend versus Penn State. Um, you got Marvin Harrison on the outside, which is a he's a freak. Like he, I'm a big Marvin Harrison friend. You're gonna see in my um, top Heisman rankings, Marvin Harrison. I'm a big fan of him. Um, so I there, like I said, there's no unbeatable teams. I got, I have Ohio state at two, but any of the teams under them, I see can beat them. Um, their defense is, their defense is elite though. They, I think they have the best defense in the, in the nation. Um, they were able to hold the team that just put up 48 points against USC, um, under, or what was it? 14 to 17. They held them under four. Yeah. They held them to 14 points at their place. Um, so that defense is 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 making is really the reason why that team is so good because that offense is very up and down and consistent. I know they put up forty one against Purdue, but like Purdue, that's Purdue. Like you're supposed to do that. You feel me? But um, like I said, I'm looking at Michigan's schedule. Again, they haven't played nobody. Eastern Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota. Those are the teams they beat. But you gotta look how. It's bad they stomp them down. Like, they stomp these teams out, and as the number one team, that's what I expect you to do. Georgia, on the other hand, I mean, Vanderbilt, 37-20, to 20, it shouldn't be that close. They didn't cover the spread. You know, they played UAB, 49-21. That's not – I just – I don't – I shouldn't see UAB putting up 21 points against Georgia when it's at Georgia. They play Auburn, only won by a touchdown. Um, again, their one quality win is against Kentucky – but Kentucky should not have been ranked. That was an overrated team. They beat a overrated Florida team. Like they they shouldn't have been ranked. Um, South Carolina twenty four to fourteen. They were losing that game at one point at at the crib. You know, um, UT Martin forty eight to seven. Yeah, you beat UT Martin. Um, and then Ball State forty five to three. Like I don't know. I just don't think this Georgia team is the team we've seen the last couple of years. Which we know that we knew that coming in because you know losing a five uh, a five like a five a veteran like a five year veteran in um, Stetson Bennett. Or he's I think he's more than five years. I think he's more than five years. But just losing a veteran presence at QB in Stetson Bennett, you know there's going to be some growing pains. But I just don't like I said. Number one team, you should be able to beat down your competition and that's what michigan's doing georgia's not doing that um then we got they said florida states at four um don't don't give me hate for this i am not a big florida state guy i and it's not because i dislike them they're just another team who have they beaten 
Who have they beaten? They beat an LSU team that was not ready to play week one. And we're seeing how not very good LSU is. They have the best offense in the nation. That's it. Their defense is terrible. As an OU fan, that looks very familiar. That type of style they run for the score being 49 to 39, that looks very familiar. Their defense sucks. That's Florida State's only quality win. They struggled to beat Clemson, which, I mean, Clemson's not the old Clemson we've been seeing the last couple of years. Uh, who else did they struggle to beat? They struggled to beat Southern Southern Missouri or Southern Mississippi at home. I think they won by like two touchdowns or two points. Um, so I'm not a sold on Florida State. That don't mean they're a bad team. They're a top six to seven team. I think I have them at eight, actually. I don't know. We got to get to those rankings soon. But Florida State is not a bad team, but... I'm just not sold on 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 their on their schedule so far, which you know you gotta play who you scheduled or you, no, it wasn't Southern Mississippi. It was Boston College. They only beat by two. Thirty to one twenty nine at Boston College and Boston College is not a good team. Um so I don't know. I I'm not a big Florida State guy. I don't think they're suck. I think Jordan Travis is a great quarterback. He's top no, he's not top five on my Heisman list. I, I got, we'll get to that later. Um, Keon Coleman is a great breakout receiver transfer. I forgot where he transferred from. I want to say Penn State, but I don't. I don't know for sure. But um, Florida State's a great team, but I don't think they're a top four team. I don't see them beating Washington. I don't see them beating Oklahoma. I think, and I'm not even being biased as an OU fan. Um, but whatever. Let's let's get off of that. Like I said, I'll go more into depth for my for my top twenty five. Washington at five, that's fine. They beat Oregon. I think Oregon's still the better team, but you got to reward them for beating a top ten team. Um, Oklahoma six. I don't know why we slide because we just didn't play a week. Well, whatever. The it really don't matter right now because you know we still got half the season to go, so that's fine. Penn State seven, cool. Texas eight, cool. Oregon nine. North Carolina ten. Um, I have North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina is a weird team because I haven't seen a lot of their, I haven't seen them, I haven't seen like them play enough. You feel me to like really say they're better than Oregon and Texas. But how are you gonna put two one, one loss teams over them when they're undefeated and they're beating their competition the way they're supposed to? You know, I don't know. I may need to watch a game of North Carolina and predetermine that. But I, I don't know. Um, they got Alabama at eleven, Oregon State twelve. Ole Miss 13, Utah 14, Notre Dame 15. I have Notre Dame over Oregon State, Ole Miss, Utah. Notre Dame's a better team than me, or better team than them. I know they've lost two games. Um, they just put 47 or 48 on USC, which I, I don't know. I got Notre Dame better than them. Notre Dame lost a tough, gritty game to an Ohio State team at home, and they had a chance to win. They just didn't stop them on that very last play of the game at the one-yard line. They were for surely in a position, or they was in a position to win. They should have won that game if they could have just got that last stop. So, and then they lost to Louisville, which was a bad loss. Um, and we've seen that this weekend with Louisville taking an L to Pitt. But having them, I don't see them better than Utah. Utah don't even have, like, without Cam Rising, I just don't take Utah serious. They have a great defense, and their backup, he's, I think he's a freshman. He's doing a great job filling in for Cam Rising. But, I just don't I, – when I look – when I rank these teams, I put them head-to-head. I don't see Utah being Notre Dame. Notre Dame's defense is elite, crazy, fill-in-the-blank. 
I know they had a little lay the egg against Louisville, um, which you know that happens with teams like that. But I still think Notre Dame is a very good team. I love. I'm a big Sam Hartman guy. Um, I loved him at Wake Forest. He's killing it at, at Notre Dame. Not to the extent I thought he would. I thought he would be another Heisman guy. Um, and he may be. He might be if they were undefeated. But anyways, I don't see Utah or Ole Miss or even Oregon State beating Notre Dame. Um, we got Duke at 16, 17 is Tennessee, USC 18. Look, as a OU fan, and I was just talking to my dad about this today, he told me to move on from the Lincoln-Riley thing. I'm never moving on. Lincoln-Riley, I cannot stand him. I will never, ever be able to take away the pain I felt when he left, which it was, it, at the end of the day, it was probably for the better because we have a lot better coach now than we ever did with him. But I will, I, I'll never be able to forget um, him leaving, you know, leaving OU. And so I just take a lot of pride in seeing them struggle. Not Caleb Williams. I'm, I, I like Caleb Williams. I'm a Caleb Williams fan. Um, he left. That's fine. The, he left for the coach that recruited him. That's cool. Um, so seeing USC at 18 brings a lot of joy to my face because as an OU fan, I remember this. I remember seeing this. Oh, another Lincoln Riley game where he acts like he don't care. All the oh well, oh well type calls, you know. Like I don't know. USC is the new OU to me. They're always going to have a game where they drop where they shouldn't drop, you know. And which is crazy because this wasn't their defense's fault. This game, Caleb Williams had one. He had the worst game he's ever played in college. I've never seen him play that bad. And it was because of the different schemes and the different looks Notre Dame was throwing him. They got back. They got they, – I think they sacked him like six times, something like that. They're, the um, USC, USC line didn't hold up um, very well. And we see, like I said, we've seen USC get exposed this week, but it wasn't their defense's fault. Um, so, like I said – I love seeing USC at 18 because that means Lincoln Riley is struggling, and I love to see Lincoln Riley struggle because he he that was just it was whack the way he left, man. And I could go on and on about it, but we're, we're gonna go ahead and move on. Like I said, LSU 19, cool. Missouri 20, cool. They got Louisville 21, Air Force 22, Tulane 23, Iowa 24, and UCLA 25. I I rate this I rate this top twenty five. I give it a C minus, B plus or no no not not a C minus B plus. I give it a C plus B minus. It's good, but they they punished a lot of teams that shouldn't be punished. Like I said, OU going down for not playing, and I get Washington beat Oregon. Oregon I think is better than Washington still. If it wasn't for Dan Lanning's dummy play calling at the end of the game, I think Oregon wins that game. Um, and I think they have a chance to run it back in the Pac-12, possibly, I feel like. Is that is that true? I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty sure Oregon and, and Washington, if they you know, take care of business down the stretch, they have a chance to run that back, and I see Oregon winning that game. Um, so, But we're going to go ahead and get into my the top 25 here. Um, like I said, um, I'm pulling up my notes right now. This took me about an hour to do because I really – it was a lot of thinking, and it's it's pretty much the same teams that are in the top twenty-five right now, just rearranged in a different order. Um, like I said, for instance, we have Michigan at number one, uh, beat Indiana fifty-two to seven. JJ McCarthy, man, um, he's a dark horse for me for my Heisman. I don't have him in the Heisman yet because 
I don't think he's had a Heisman moment. And you're going to see that's a common theme for me when I put my Heisman trophy or my Heisman ratings or, you know, my top 25 people or top five, sorry, top five people for Heisman. You're going to see that's kind of a common trend. Um, he went 14 for 17, 22, 222 yards and three touchdowns versus Indiana. Solid game. Um, but they ran for 163 yards. Um, Blake Corum and I forgot the other running back's name in the backfield with him. Um, they're holding it down. They uh, Corum isn't really having the breakout year I thought he would have, but he's also coming off of a knee injury. That's fine. But that I, uh, I forgot the name of the running back behind him, but they're killing it. Okay, that that Michigan offensive line, they can run block to the point where they can legit do that the whole game, and no one's gonna be able to stop them. The offensive line is a very old, or not old, but experienced offensive line. Um, and like I said, they can run the, the football down your throat, and, you, and that that could be the whole game right there. Like I said, McCarthy only threw 17 passes, which, in my opinion, that's not a lot. But um, if you think that's a lot, go ahead. And they also held um, Indy under 150 yards passing. They held Indiana over, under 150 yards passing, which is impressive. Um, to me, again, Indy, Indiana is not one of these stacked passing teams, but anytime you hold a team under 150 passing yards, that's pretty impressive. Um, so, like I said, I have them in my number one. Number two is Ohio State. Beat Purdue this week, took care of business. Um, Marvin Harrison, man. Let me – Marvin Harrison has been the best receiver in the last two years. He it, – like, it's it's – it's not even funny how good this guy is, man. Like, and it gets over, not overlooked, but his stats don't do him justice because he's getting double teamed consistently, consistently. He's opening up the, the field for the rest of his guys to go because they're always, they got a safety over top almost every time. Every single time I watched the Ohio State game, he's, and he still gets off like this week, six catches, 105 yards, a touchdown. He still is able to get off the way he needs to while getting this double team. And he and this has been happening since last year. People, uh, JSN, JSN. Marvin Harrison was better than JSN. Marvin Harrison was the best receiver last year, and he was only a sophomore. He could have went as the first receiver out of the draft if he was a junior last year. So Marvin Harrison, let me rave about him, man, because he, he's just such a great player. I love watching him play. Um, like I said, he's been doing this for two years now, and he's really what makes the offense go for an offense that struggles. You have a young um, McCord in there. Like I said, he threw 16 for 28, 276 yards and three touchdowns. Um, but like I said, Marvin Harrison opens up the offense and opens up the rest of his receivers to get open because all the attention is on him. You feel me? Um, I just had to rave about him a little bit. Um, and their defense, man, their defense – flies around they held Hudson card and I don't y'all may think Hudson card is a bum he was at Texas last year I I respect Hudson card I think he's a great quarterback transferred again transferred from Texas held him under 50 percent passing completion wise and like I said I just I don't know I I take things stats like that really stand out to me because that shows that they were, you know, pretty much covering up. He couldn't, he couldn't do what he wanted to do. And again, Purdue's not a great team, but when you do stuff like that, I just, I, I commemorate stuff like that because it's impressive to see. Um, and but their defense has been doing that the whole season. 
Now, they got Penn State this week. I don't we're getting well, I'm not going to spoil my picks for that yet. We're going to we're going to talk about that later cuz that's the big game this week. I'm ready for that game. Um three Georgia, like I said, they just didn't look very impressive. Carson Beck, um as soon as Brock Bowers went down, um you could just tell their offense was a lot different and that just shows how much they rely on Brock Bowers, which is a great tight end. I think he's like projected 7th in the draft right now. Um so that just shows how much they rely on Brock Bowers, but um, like I said, I got them at three. Y'all know why. Didn't cover the spread. They ran for 300 yards, though, to Vandy's 18, which is insane. Uh, I know Vandy sucks, but telling me you only ran for 18 yards, that's wild. But um, like I said, I got Georgia at three. Oklahoma, bye week this week. Host UCF this week. Um, let me talk about Oklahoma for a little bit because I really didn't talk about them a lot yet. Oklahoma, man, when I tell you, it is great to see uh, OU defense finally, like, just come to fruition. You know, we've had these years of just OU beating teams 52-38, 63-44. You know, the highest-scoring games, and then when we get into the playoffs, we get absolutely mollywopped because these teams can prepare for our offense, and then we have no defense to, you know, to get better for them or to – to challenge them, you know? Um, it's just, like I said, last week I was so proud. I love these guys, man. I'm a big like – I said I was born into the OU program. My father played there. My mother was a trainer. Um, and so I was born into just this program of just – just I don't know. I can't explain. I was trying to explain it to my teammate the other day how much Oklahoma football means to people here um, in this state. Um and it, I can't explain it enough to how much it means to us and it loves to, and how much we love to see them succeed. Now, do we have a long way to go? No, I don't want to sit up here and serenade and, and just praise OU because we still have a long way to go. You know, we're not even close to where we need to be. Um, but am I feeling good right now? Yes, I am. Last year, I got tricked. I drank the Kool-Aid too quick. I thought we was... Oh my gosh, I thought we was the next thing since sliced bread, or the next great thing since sliced bread, and we was not that at all. Um, so, I'm trying to rein the horses in, you know, but I'm liking what I'm seeing, man. We got UCF this week, and then we got two tough games, and those are the two games that I potentially see as losing one. We got Kansas at Kansas, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is Bedlam, it's the very last Bedlam. I'm trying my hardest to get to that. Um, I don't know if we have stuff going on for basketball. Obviously, if we do, I can't. But if not, you should expect to see me in the building. But those are two games I see us losing. Um, We don't have to play Kansas State this year. Do we have to play Baylor this year? Even if we do have to play Baylor, I'm not worried about Baylor. Baylor has underperformed this year. They're not very good. Like Baylor is the last thing on my mind if we have to play them. Um, let me look. I'm looking at the schedule now as we speak. Like I said, UCF at home. We should take we should take full care of that. Kansas on the road. It's going to be you know. Last time we was in Kansas, it was a, it was a close game. You know, but again, we didn't have this defense last year or the two years ago that we do now. Um, so we should take care of business. But we I also see us. You know, it's probably going to be an early game, cold. You know, it's just it's one of those trap games you gotta keep your head about. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's not that good, guys. Or not even not that good. They're not good at all. 
Oklahoma State is terrible. They're not the Oklahoma State I have remember seeing the last the last what two three years. Their offense is gar- and you know, you know Oklahoma State is bad whenever they like win versus a Kansas team and treat it like it was a Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, I have not stopped seeing people post about we beat Kansas. Woo woo to do. Kansas sucks. Like oh why you, you you take pride because they had a number by their name, like. I don't know, Oklahoma State, but it's a rivalry game. It's the last bedlam, you know, so I got to keep my head on a swivel when we play Oklahoma State because, you know, it could happen. I don't expect it to, but, again, bedlam, you never know. You know, they haven't beat us in bedlam. I can't remember the last time they beat us in bedlam. Oh, no, they beat us two years ago. Caleb Williams is last year there, yeah. Whatever. I don't see us losing that game. Um, West Virginia at home. Um, And then BYU is interesting. Because, I, like I said, I had dinner with my father today. We were talking about it. Um, and he said that's a game that could potentially, you know, cause OU some issues. It will probably be a night game, cold, never played at BYU. They have a great stadium, great atmosphere. Um, but BYU's offense is just not, like, good. Like, their offense is terrible. BYU, and that's the same issue with Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's offense is terrible, and their defense is not what it's been the last couple years. So that's why I don't stress about Oklahoma State, and that's why I'm not going to really stress about BYU because their offense is garbage. And our defense is playing A1, D1. Like, we're we're playing great, you know? We've had we had some injuries. This this bye week came at the right time. We lost Andrew Anthony. Um, I think Bowen it has a concussion. I don't know if he's going to play this week. Like, we had a couple injuries this year or this, this last Texas game, but – I don't know. I don't see us losing to BYU at all. This week we used to get healthy, like I said, and now it's time to finish out on the right path these last couple weeks. So that was my little spell on OU. And then we played TCU last. TCU sucks. Um, TCU is garbage. I'm not going to really speak on that a lot because they just, man, talk about a change in one year, you know. But I got Penn State at five. Um, Ohio State, Penn State this week. I don't know who I'm taking yet. I want to lean towards Penn State because their offense is very good. But, again, Ohio State's defense is really good too, you know. So I don't know which way I'm leaning yet. Um, I'm still deciding which way I'm leaning at because, you know, I'm going to give you all my predictions. I'm still trying to decide as we speak right now who I'm picking for that. So um, be be tuned in for that. But, it's going to be a big game. I can't wait. I don't know why they're playing it at 11 or 12. I don't know why that's not a night game, but whatever. Um, Washington at 6. Look, Washington beat Oregon, okay, because I, I know people are going to have an issue with, well, why are they so low? They just beat a top 10 team. They beat an Oregon team, which Oregon is better than them. They had a chance to win that game at the very end. If Dan Lanning didn't have awful play calling at the end, Oregon wins that game. You know, I see Oregon and Washington. If, uh, if Washington and Oregon play again, Oregon's winning. Plain, simple, like that. Cut to the T. That don't say Washington's bad, though. Oregon is a very good team this year. Oregon, I see Oregon beating pretty much anybody. I really, yeah. I see Oregon. I'm looking at the thing right now. I see Oregon beating anyone else ahead of them. Georgia. Or I could I could see Oregon beating them. Michigan beating them. Like, it's just, it's very open this year. So, I see Oregon beating anyone ahead of them. So, that's why I'm saying Oregon's not a bad team. And I think Oregon's better than Washington if they play again. Washington just came out on top today, on that day. 
Oregon even had a chance to tie it up and their kicker missed. You know what? We don't know what would have happened in the overtime. But like I, I, I'm giving Washington their their flowers. They had a great game. They won. They beat a top ten team. Um, but Oregon, it's not like Oregon's just. I think Oregon's better than them. But that's for y'all to discuss. That's for y'all to decide if I'm right or wrong on that. Um, but whatever. We got seven Florida State. No impressive. Win. I have on here no impressive wins in my opinion. Who is Florida State won? Who is Florida State beat to make me think they're a top four team in the, in the nation? LSU, we're overrating this LSU win. LSU is not that good this year. Yes, they're a top twenty team. They have the best offense in the nation. Duh. But other than that, what like I don't. Florida State just has no impressive. They have a chance to have an impressive win this week because I think highly of Duke, and y'all gonna see in my rankings. I think highly of Duke. So. They have a chance to beat a very a very good Duke team this week at home, which I expect them to win. Because I'm not saying Florida State sucks, like or not sucks, but I I think they're a good team. I think they're a top ten team, but they have them at four on the AP poll. That's insane. There's multiple teams I think are better than them, but that's another story for another day. Um, but no, I I they have a chance to have an impressive win this week versus a Duke team. Let's see what happens. Um, North Carolina at eight. I think highly of North Carolina. Drake May is balling. Drake May is balling. That man, that Drake May Walker or Tez Walker and their running back Hampton, that is a scary dude. Cause, like they are ballers. You feel me? I, I didn't watch the game. I watched I watched their game last week. I forgot who they were playing, but I watched the game last week. They just like don't sleep on North Carolina. They could mess around and go undefeated. And go into that ACC championship game and play Florida State undefeated. And I'll, hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get my words together on how I think highly of North Carolina. I don't know North Carolina is is beating the teams they're supposed to by the amount of points they're supposed to. Like they beat a Miami team by ten at home, which Miami team, the Miami, they shouldn't have two losses. First off, um, Mario Cristobal is the most dumbest idiot idiot coach in in college football for his big mistakes last week um so they should have been playing an undefeated miami team which was probably going to be a top 15 team at the time if they were if they were undefeated um and they beat them by 10 at home 41 31 drake may played good you know and i'm looking at the rest of their schedule they had a slip up versus appalachian state um and then they might have not beat south carolina the way People expected them to, but that's another rivalry game. So I cut them some slack, and I don't know. I I I believe in them more than Florida State. Florida State has its its issues, uh, its issues of slipping up. Like I said, they only beat Clemson by a touchdown, which you know it's Clemson, but this ain't the same Clemson team we've been seeing. Um, Syracuse forty-one to three, cool, um, whatever. But it's that Boston College game. That Boston College game we seen. Their struggles, they they're very bad pe- covering the pass. Their DBs are are not very good. Jordan Travis, you know he's he's I'll give Jordan Travis his flowers. He's a great player, but in the big moments, is he gonna you know is he gonna deliver? I still don't trust him to do that, and I may be wrong. And like I said this week, we're gonna be able to see because they got Duke at home. They got go to Wake Forest. Like they still got to play Miami, which will be it, and then they got to play Florida. So, 
I see three games there where they he can they can prove me wrong and make me shut up, but I will die by a tree telling you I don't believe in Florida State like everybody else does. Um, but moving on, like I said, North Carolina's at home. Um, or, or North Carolina's at eight, not at home. They're at eight. Oregon is at nine. I have Oregon at nine. Um, and like I said, Oregon, I'm not going to punish them a lot because they should have won that game. They're not better, or Washington's not better than them. Um, so I'm not going to kill them. I think they're better than, again, any of the teams ahead of them. I see Oregon Oregon can beat any of these teams ahead of them. So that's my spill on them. I'm not going to punish them too much for losing that game. Number 10, we have Texas. Um, they didn't play this week, like I said. I, and I have a question for you guys because I wrote this down on here. Um, first off, I want to make this very clear. Yes, it is 8.03 and Texas still sucks. You know, Boomer Sooner, all that. Like, I don't, like, Texas, boo. Thumbs down, horns down on Texas. But I respect Texas a lot. This is a great football team. This ain't the Texas we've been seeing recently. You know, everyone saying, oh, Texas is back, you know, whoopty scoop scoop this out there. They just ain't the same Texas team. Um, this is a great team. Quinn Ewers is playing out of his mind. Xavier Worthy playing out of his mind. I forgot the running back's name, but he's playing good. Like, and their defense is stout. Like, this is a great Texas team. So I'm not going to sit up here and and crap on Texas because they're good. They're a very great team. Um, we just was the better team in that Red River. Ugh, I hate saying it because I always mess up. We was a better team in, in the in the rivalry game, in the Cotton Bowl. We were a better team. But I'm not going to sit up here and act like Texas sucks. So I respect a lot out of Texas. Um, so that's why, again, I'm not – I still have them as a top 10 team because, again, I can see them beating anybody else ahead of them, just like Oregon. I see everybody that's ahead of Texas. Texas, if they played them in a neutral site, they could easily beat them. And by a lot of points because Texas' offense is great. Texas' offense is really good. They put up 34 points against a great Alabama team, and or a great Alabama defense, and that Alabama defense is the reason Alabama's winning these games. So Texas has a great offense and putting up points against, again, a great Alabama defense, a great OU defense. Like, they're putting up points, 34-30. Um, they played another great defense, I forgot. Or Wyoming. Wyoming has a great defense. I think they put up, like, 41. Like, this is a great, good Texas team. So, I have respect. If any Texas fans, I respect y'all. Um, like I said, I, don't, I can't stand Texas. I can't stand Texas, but I can still respect them and give them their flowers. Um and so, here's the question, because I, I was talking to my family about this. If Texas, let's say OU wins out, knock on wood, knock on wood, OU wins out, and Texas wins out. And it's undefeated OU versus 12-1, 13-1, whatever it is, Texas. And Texas wins. Who gets that spot in the college football playoff? Is it the undefeated OU team? Or the the or not the undefeated no more, but you know that used to be undefeated OU team or this twelve and one Texas team who redeemed their one loss and won the Big Twelve championship. But OU, you know, they went undefeated through the season. They only lost this game. You feel me? Who gets that last? Or did both? Is OU a top? Is OU let's just say a two seed at the time and they get down knocked down to four and Texas gets three? Like who? I'm gonna always tell OU because I'm you know. I'm a OU fan, but that's for y'all to decide. I, I, I don't know. That's a, that's tough because you know. Again, Texas is the Big Twelve champ. They revenged. They avenged our one loss of the season. And but you know, 
oh, you went undefeated through the season. That rare one loss was to Texas. I don't, I don't know. And I also think it depends on the manner. You know how bad oh, you lost to Texas. You know, so if that happens, which I don't, I, I'm sorry, I don't see. Oh, you, I just think we're a better team than Texas. Like I, I, I don't. That that was so biased. That was such a biased take. Um, I'm always gonna. Of course, I'm gonna say that. You know. So yeah, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on. Um, who did I have? That was Texas at ten, Alabama eleven. Like I said, their defense is elite, but their offense continues to struggle. Um, so they got a big test this week. I think they play Tennessee. I got Tennessee. Or that's 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 later on. Alabama has a big test for t- versus Tennessee. Um, Notre Dame at twelve. I am a big. Um, I forgot his first name. Notre Dame's head coach, but I'm a big Freeman fan. I love I love the type of coach he is. I love the demeanor he carries. He has them boys playing hard, even though they can't compete for a CFP spot. Um, they were still playing for pride versus USC, and we've seen it. I forgot the safety's name. I think he had like seven tackles, two interceptions, a fumble recovery, a touchdown. He played out of his mind, senior. I know. I think he's like number 20 or something. But, no, he played out of his mind. Um, and I still think we're trying to figure out what type of team Notre Dame is. No, like I said, they had a tough they had a tough loss versus Ohio State that legit came down to the last play, and they had a tough loss versus Louisville where, let's be honest, they just weren't ready to play. And I don't think none of us were expecting Louisville to play the way they did versus Notre Dame. So, um, no, I, I still think we're writing our story on how this Notre Dame team is. I I got them at 12. Um, so, and again, Notre Dame is another team I see can beat everyone but the top three teams <laughs> i don't see them i don't see them beating georgia michigan or house or ohio state but anyone under that yeah i notre dame neutral side i see that like i said i'm a big sam hartman guy um he hasn't been playing as explosive as i thought he would i don't know if that's an offensive thing or if he's struggling individually i don't know um but that defense man that defense i i love teams who have great defenses like I'm not a defensive guy. I love seeing his points scored, but I don't know. I'm just drawing teams who have really good defenses. I have a lot of respect and admiration for because that's the that I feel like that's a lot. That's the side of the ball that people don't really pay attention to a lot. Um, and so I don't know. I just love teams who play a really, really, really stout, hard defense. And Notre Dame is one of those teams. Number thirteen, we have Duke. Um, they won this week versus NC State without Riley Leonard. I think he's still out with that ankle injury. I'm pretty sure. Um, they have their, their they have a big game versus Florida State um, this week. So, like I said, we're gonna see how that goes. I'm not really gonna get into Duke a lot because um, I just, I ain't gonna lie, I did not watch Duke this week. Um, Ole Miss didn't play, but I got them at 14. Oregon State, I have at 15. They beat UCLA, um, 30, 36-24. Um, Oregon State is is I have, I, I ain't gonna lie, I haven't not a, uh, I have not watched them a lot, and so. I can't give you a full take on it, but that defense, I know a lot about that. De- Again, another great defensive team. I love and admire teams who play defense. They showed Dante Moore is not ready for, you know, those big games. He's a freshman at UCLA, quarterback, great great player, great player. Let me not take nothing from him. But they showed that he's not ready for, like, you know, he's not ready. You know, he's not, he's not ready for those big moments. And it showed this week, I think he threw like three picks, was like under 50% completion rating or completion average or whatever. So they they definitely exposed the freshman quarterback this week. 16, I have USC. 
I did not drop them as much as the AP polls did, but I did drop them. I don't US and I still think there's teams under USC that that or I still think there's teams that are under USC that are better than them like Utah. I think Utah if they have Kim Rising is better and actually play this week. They actually play this week. But if Kim Rising is on Utah, I think Utah's better than USC. I think LSU could beat USC. That would be an offensive showdown because both defenses are terrible. So I see LSU, they could beat USC. Missouri, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of teams under USC that I could see beating them because their defense is so terrible. And, again, they lost this week because Caleb Williams finally had his worst game ever in college. Um which is again, it's the 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 fact that we've waited this long to see him have a bad game is crazy, but nah, I see any of these teams under USC beating beating USC or any team under USC beating them. So, um, like I said, and again, I love seeing Lincoln Riley struggle because he left us to dry, man. He left us to dry. But let's move off of that. Seventeen, I have Utah. Um, they're winning games without Cam Rising. Their running game is ninth in the country. You know, their offense is great. That defense is great. It's just this team could be a so much more better if they had Cam Rising, you know. So there's a lot to be desired from that team. They play UST this week. They have a, they actually have some tough games. The Pac-12 is the best division in football. I almost want to say it. Pac-12 is the best, most entertaining division in football. I know we have the, the, um, the Big Ten, but it's really the Big Ten East that is so top-heavy. Big Ten West sucks. Best team in the Big Ten West is Iowa. So, so like I said, Pac-12 is the best conference in the league, which is crazy, or best conference in the nation, which is crazy because this is their last year together, which I, I just think is funny. Um, Utah, they got, like I said, Utah has USC this week. Then they got to play Oregon at home, Arizona State, at Washington, at Arizona, and then Colorado at home. Um, like I said, I would feel a lot better about these games if they had Cam Rising. But without Cam Rising, I mean, they've lost their two – the two games they've played – or no, they've only lost one game that was ranked. Never mind. They lost to Oregon State. Um, but they struggled against UCLA. So, I don't – like I said, if they had Cam Rising, I would feel – I would have them a lot higher. I don't think they would have lost to Oregon State, Oregon State if they would have had Cam Rising. But just without Cam Rising, you're playing a freshman quarterback. It's just – it's hard to put have you over a bunch of these other teams. So, Utah is at um, 17. LSU, 18, like I said, best offense in the nation. Defense sucks. Um, but they have a chance. I give them a puncher's chance to play. They play Georgia in about a couple weeks, I think, I feel like. Um, it, and it's at Georgia. I give them a puncher's chance, you know. Or, no, that's not that's – not, um, that's not – or is that LSU? I think it's LSU. No, okay, that's not LSU. LSU don't play Georgia this year. I'm tripping. It's Missouri who plays LSU this year. Um, but they do play Alabama. I think they'll beat Alabama. Um, they play Florida still, Georgia State, Texas. So if they beat Alabama, they'll they'll be in the driver's seat for um, the SEC. Which one is it? Yeah, if they beat, if they beat Alabama, they're in the driver's seat for the SEC West. So, um I mean, they still got Ole Miss. Or did they beat Ole Miss? No, they lost to Ole Miss, right? Yeah, they lost to Ole Miss, but they're still higher than them. I don't know how or why, but whatever. But, no, 
LSU, like I said, they have a great offense, terrible defense. Let's see what they do versus Alabama. Um, so they're at my 18 spot. Missouri, 19. Like I said, could, do they have a chance to beat Georgia? I don't think so. But if they do, that'd be pretty crazy. I think they play them in like two weeks or something at Georgia. So um, we'll see how that goes. 20s, Tennessee. Like I said, survived. I put on here survived a low-scoring game against another legit defense. I see them beating Bama, though, this week. Sorry, I gave that prediction early. I see them beating Bama, though, this week. So, yeah. Um, 21, I got Air Force. Best group of five team I've seen play. They got the best rushing offense in the nation, hands down. Not even close. They beat Wyoming this week, which, again, Wyoming is pretty pretty decent. They gave Texas a run for their money for, like, the first half. And then I guess Texas started playing for real. But, um, like I said, I got Air Force 21, two lanes at 22. Um, I have Liberty at 23, Louisville 24, and unfortunately, I have Iowa at 25. I'm not a big fan of Iowa. I cannot stand Iowa. Their offense is god-awful, and it's been god-awful for the last three years. But, like I said, that's my top 25. Um, you guys kind of give me your thoughts on that. Um, I don't know. I Like I said, we're the playoff, the, the the top 25 don't really matter to me until you know a couple couple weeks down in about two weeks when they do the first CFP selection show so now we're going to move into my top five Heisman candidates after week seven like I said I wish I could have started recording podcast episodes at the start of week one so we could have seen how much this list changed throughout the season um but we didn't it is what it is um, so at number five, and I'm actually making a late change right here because I was I was taking a little break and I was looking at my list just to make sure everything was right. And I'm taking a little I'm taking a little switch here. Uh, at number five, I had Brock Bowers, um, but I'm actually going to switch it with Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, again, just a great player. He does a lot more than people realize. So I'm taking Marvin Harrison at five. At number four. I have Caleb Williams, and I don't think I don't see him win the Heisman. Um, I think they're going to lose another game, and he's going to drop even more. Um, but you know, he he still is putting up numbers. I mean, he struggled this week, but let's not act like he wasn't the reason they were undefeated in the first place. You know, so um, I have Caleb Williams at four, Drake Mays at three. Um, he hasn't been what I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be a lot more consistent putting up a lot more numbers, but he's still been good enough to get them where they're at. He's still a great player, um, and his game really translates to the NFL a lot. He can really sling the ball, put it on a dime, uh, very accurate player, um, not as accurate number-wise as I thought he would be, but you see those you see those traits of him being accurate. So, um, no, I have him at three. Number two, non-biased, I have Dylan Gabriel. And I told you all at the beginning of the show, I look for Heisman moments. Um, and Dylan Gabriel, besides my number one guy, has had the only Heisman moment. He ran for 109 yards, something crazy. He goes all the way down against a very, again, a great Texas defense with a minute left, no timeouts, and throw, and instead of kicking, or you no, know, spiking the ball at that last play when I was literally yelling at the TV to spike the ball. He sits in the pocket and throws a dime to Nick Anderson in the back of the end zone like he was there the whole time just sitting there. That is a Heisman moment for me. 
and he's really been the only one besides my number one guy who's had a Heisman moment. It was just the other Heisman moment for my number one guy. His stats were way better. But Dylan Gabriel, he like the 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 thing with Dylan Gabriel is he can ride out this ship. The Pac-12 is gonna knock each other out. I see I see Washington losing a game very soon. Either the USC, they're gonna lose to Oregon again in the Pac-12 championship. They they could lose lose to Utah. Like I was about to say Colorado, um, and I'm gonna speak on Colorado at the very end. But um, no, Washington's gonna lose another game. The Pac-12 is gonna knock each other out. That's just Unfortunately, that's what happens every time there's a bunch of good teams in that in that conference. So if Dylan Gabriel rides out the ship, if he keeps winning games and putting up these numbers and being a very consistent quarterback, and they're undefeated, or you know, d- d- watch Dylan Gabriel win that thing. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. But and then number one, I mean, obviously Michael Penix um, Jr. He just had a great game against Oregon, sixty percent passing, three hundred two yards, and four touchdowns. Um, Scored without his second best receiver. I think it was like three plays or something um, at the very end there. Um, and like I said, coming off all those injuries, I don't know if y'all know the history or the backstory of, of Michael Penix. Um, he had a bunch of injuries, tore both of his ACLs, had shoulder injuries. Um, just to be able to to deal with all that resilient or all that adversity and come back and be able to perform the way he has the last two years and get better. After those two injuries, which, you know, t- t- two torn ACLs is not easy to come from. I don't know, personally. But, you know, I would assume it's not that easy to come from, come back from, you know. And then having two shoulder injuries on each arm. So, it's just great to see him come back the way he has and um, perform the way he has. So, those are my top five. Marvin Harrison, who was four. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Dylan Gabriel. Michael Penix, and that's going to change every single week, most likely. Um, so, and I, and I had some dark horses on here that you know they could possibly win. Like I said, Brock Bowers was one, Jordan Travis is one, Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, JJ McCarthy. I've seen a lot of people have JJ McCarthy in their top five. I'm just not sold on him yet. I think he's a great quarterback for sure, but um, he, I need like this week is the perfect opportunity for him. I know. He's on, no, Michigan does not play Penn State. Michigan plays Michigan State. That's going to be another prediction I have later. But um, once J.J. McCarthy has that opportunity against a ranked opponent to really show his skills is when I'll, if, you know, if they win the game and he plays good, I'll put him in my top five because um, I have nothing. He's a great quarterback. I just haven't seen him play against a top five team or a top caliber team and perform um, the way he's supposed to. So that's why I don't have J.J. McCarthy in mind. Um, like I said, Bo Nix lost, you know, it's kind of hard to have a, a loss like that, you know, and then still win the Heisman. So he's falling out. Jaden Daniels, two loss is unfortunately they give it to the best quarterback on the best team for the most part, you know? So unfortunately Jaden McDaniels is, or Jaden Daniels has fallen out of that. Um, and then Brock Bowers, I had him over Marvin Harrison, but, um, I just think Marvin Harrison does a lot more off again without the ball than Brock Bowers does. And, Mark Bowers got hurt this game. You know, I know he got hurt, but he only had 22 yards. You know, you know. so that's my top five. Um, so before we get to our picks of the day and wrap this up, um, I wanted to talk about Colorado football for a second because I have been defending them to the fullest extent um, to a lot of people recently. And to speak on that, I just want to say, 
First off, shout out Deion Sanders. He's doing a great job. I don't care what anyone says. To take a team from a one and eleven or one and twelve, whatever the record was, and be four and three, which you know that's not impressive, but you, you the way he's turned around that program um, in less than twelve months, eleven months, however however long it's been, is nothing short of amazing. And people need to give him credit for that. Um, I don't think he's getting enough credit. I think a lot of people are trying to see him fail because of the swagger and the just the, you know, the. I mean, he does. He runs his mouth. But he's always been like this. I don't know why. Look, I was not born whenever Deion Sanders was playing. I've never seen Deion Sanders play. But I've seen him, you know, the way he carries himself. You know, just I can just tell that he's always been like that. He's not switching up for nobody. And to a lot of people, they don't like that. But that's kind of how, like, he's doing it his own way. First is I, I love to see a black head coach having the success he's having. And then also, again, just doing it a different way than what other people do it. The way he recruits, the way he has those guys playing, um, the way, again, he carries himself. It's just a, it's just not the usual, you know, sitting on a log type coach that people usually see. And so it's just different and they don't like it. And the people that don't like it, like, it's just it's just crazy how how people will want him to fail because of that. And it's, it's like he's taking a program that had no belief in their program for the last decade, decade and a half, and has completely flipped it into now. Colorado could be really good next year. Not even could be. They will be really good this, next year because they're still pretty decent this year, and they don't have – like they've only had one year. I mean, I know they sold their game to Stanford, but like – they don't have an offensive line. They don't have a defense. Um, like he, what, I seen an interview with To, like, or not To, yeah, To the other day talking about talking about Deion Sanders. He's seven, six guys away from really taking it, taking Colorado to the next level, and that and that's true. Um, do I see them making a bowl game? Yes, I do. Now it's going to be really tough because I think the rest of their games are against ranked opponents. Um, but no, I see them. I, I see them making a bowl game, which again that's 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 progress from last year. That's a big that's a big progress, you know. You know, it's it's really hard to take a team one and eleven and completely flip it around. And ha- they were ranked at one point. Now, should they have been ranked? I'm going to say yes because I'm a Colorado fan, um, but probably not because TCU is not that good this year, and now we're seeing it. But like I said, Colorado, it's just it's just crazy to see people hate on him and try to and try to. Make it seem like oh he's like I ain't gonna lie to you as a player, as a as a pl- current player right now, in in college, the way he's doing it is how you you kind of you know reach not us but you know it's just a, it's it's a lot better than that you know old time type coach you feel me like the coach that's just always you know rah, 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 like I don't know how to explain it but Deion Sanders there's just the way he's doing it it reaches my generation or you know kids my age better um now and again he's it's not like he's just running his mouth all the time he's a very god-given person um he brings in you know celebrities and guys who are trying to make these men or these you know these kids into men and and giving them a great perspective on life and giving them you know they like the baby which that's stupid but you know he dealt with adversity and he comes and talks to those kids about adversity and how to deal with that 
T.O. was there. Yeah, Terrell Owens was there. You know, he's just bringing in guys to help them. You know, he's and look, this summer I was I was fortunate enough to be around. You know, guys and and players. You know that are where I want to be. You feel me? Um, all summer, and it's it it changed my perspective in my mind on how I carry myself, and that is what he's doing. He's bringing in people, older, you know, guys who have been around the game, and where all those all those players in that locker room they want to be in that position. He's bringing them in and basically just surrounding them with success. You know, successful people who have done what those kids are trying to do, and as someone who had that all summer you know guys who again I want to be in their position you know they're play professional basketball or they were division one you know played division one you know I, I want to be in their position you know I want to be where they're, they're they were at or they're at right now being around that it changes your mind and your perspective and it really shows you what's important and what's not important and he's doing that by bringing in these guys who are really successful celebrities who Again, all those players in that locker room want to, you know, succeed and want to be like that. And so I just wanted to speak on that for a second because I'm a big Colorado advocate. And um, like I said, he he's doing something that a lot of people would not could not do. He's recruiting. He he's going to recruit. He's going to be the new way of recruiting, the way he's bringing in kids and stuff like that, you know. Um, and so, like I said, don't hate on Dion. You know, if you're hating on, if you want to, first off, if you want to see him fail and he did not do nothing to you or you know him and you don't know him anyway, that's, that's hating. That's, that's crazy. Like that's, if you are wanting someone to fail because like he don't even, whatever, just, like I said, Colorado is going to be the new Mecca very soon. They're in the big 12 next year. Um, I just wanted to speak on Colorado for a second, man, because he's doing the right, he, he's, he's, he's making change right out there right now. I know, you know, they've had their hiccups against Oregon, um, Stanford, you know, but that like you expect that your first year. I fully expect Shadur to go back to Colorado next year. Travis Hunter will be back. Um, Cormani will be, you know, Cormani will probably have a bigger role because I don't think he's really having a big role right now on Colorado's team um, next year. But I fully see them reloading, getting better next year and keeping a lot of guys that have a lot of success for them this year. Um and so, like I said, um, Deion Sanders, he's doing a great job. And um, I respect, I, like I said, I respect a lot of what he's doing. So, we're going to wrap it up right here with our picks for week eight. Um, and I'm going to save the best one for last. So, first off, we have Clemson versus Miami. Um, at Miami, I, I was really, it was really hard for me to pick I, the spread. Let me see. The spread is. Um, minus eight and ten and a half for Clemson. I'm gonna take Clemson, but I don't think they cover. Um, I haven't watched a lot of Clemson ball. I watched the whole game versus Florida State. Um, they're like I said, it's just been the 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 years like the last couple years. Really good offense, a really good defense, terrible offense. So I don't think they cover the spread, but I do see them beating Miami. Miami's just I don't know, man. Miami, you know. I don't know what's changed, but ever that that Georgia Tech game really sucked the life out of that team. Um, that was just a really just bad loss, and it's really you're starting to see it affect them mentally. Um, kind of just you know 
Like I said, you just lost a game you shouldn't have lost to. Messed up your chances at a CFP, basically. Then you had to turn around and play North Carolina at North Carolina. You're still, you know, probably dealing with the frustration of last week's loss. You know, then you lose North Carolina. You know, it's just, it's going to be a snowball effect. So I see Clemson winning that game. Um, next we have 14, or number 14, Utah at um, 18, USC. Um, USC, I see them winning this game um, comfortably. The spread is minus seven and a half, but I see them winning by more than that. Um, if Cam Rising was playing, I would have a lot more. I would probably say Utah, but unfortunately he's not playing. I thought he would have... I thought he would play some at some point this year, but I guess he's not. Um, I forgot he like tours ACL or something in the Rose Bowl last year. But like I said, or ACL. Please correct me if I got that wrong, but I'm pretty sure he messed up his ACL or Achilles or something last last um, at the Rose Bowl. Anyways, like I said, I'm taking uh, USC in that game. Um, Duke versus Florida State. Um, I'm taking Florida State. The spread is uh, minus thirteen and a half. Um, but if Duke wins, I won't be surprised because Duke, I, I'm a big Duke guy. Um, like, you know, just a fan. Like, I, I think Duke is a pretty good team. They had a tough loss versus Notre Dame, which, again, they were in a position to win. Um, so I'm taking Duke – or I'm taking Florida State, but if Duke wins, I won't be surprised. Michigan versus Michigan State. This used to be a very good game. This used to be a very entertaining game until Michigan fell off a cliff about three or four years ago and just have not been back to their – prominent days that they used to be on so i'm taking michigan comfortably the spread is 20 20 and a half points or minus 20 and a half um i'm taking michigan comfortably i think it's gonna be like 49 14 game something like that um i'm just michigan state is a kind of a dumpster fire right now um next we have old miss versus auburn at auburn um the spread is 15 and a half or minus 15 and a half for old miss um i'm taking old miss or actually, uh, I'm taking Ole Miss, but it's going to be a close game because Auburn's a pretty decent team. I know they got exposed recently. I think who they played was like 18 to 48 or something. I forgot who they played, but Auburn's a pretty Auburn's a Auburn's a decent team. Um, I don't think it, and it's at Auburn. It's not like Ole Miss is just going to stomp the yard. It's going to be a close game. Um, Texas versus Houston. If I was a Texas fan, I would be very disrespected because the spread is minus 13 and a half. I see Texas. Texas could, might shut this team out. They might shut. It might be a 52 to 0, 52 7, 60. Like, Texas is going to stomp the yard with Houston. I'm taking Texas very comfortably. I don't, I'm taking Texas pretty much for the rest of the season very comfortably until they play OU in the Big 12 championship game. Um, so, yeah, we got Texas there. Next is South Carolina versus Missouri at Missouri. South Carolina is actually the favorite at 3.5 or minus 3.5. I don't know what they're watching. The South Carolina team is very mid, like they just just like they were last year. Um, they still have a lot of issues they're dealing with. Spencer Rattler is still having a lot of mistakes that he's had basically his whole career um, of just decision making and ball placement. Um, so I don't know what and it's at Missouri. I don't know what the Vegas knows that I don't know, but I'm taking Missouri comfortably there. Um, Tennessee, Alabama, Alabama is. I've seen the spread on this one. It was like 12 and a half, um, Alabama, but I'm taking Tennessee. Um, that Alabama defense is very, very good, but that offense is very, very bad. And I, I just see Tennessee winning that game. It's going to be in Tuscaloosa, um, so that's going to be real tough. But I don't know. I just Alabama, 
they have a lot of mental mistakes. Alabama, especially late game, especially and it's their offense. They have a lot of mental mistakes late game, offensively. That is just like you can't do like Jalen Jalen Miro. I don't know. Um, I don't think he's. I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about Jalen Miro because some 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 games he looks great, and then some games he looks like he needs to be benched right now for me. So I I don't. I don't know how to feel about this offense right now, but I'm taking Tennessee. Um, I think they'll I think they'll win by like a touchdown or maybe a touchdown or a field goal or a touchdown or a touchdown or a field goal. So seven or three points. I don't think they're going to beat them by more than that because it's going to be a very low scoring game because that defense is so good. But again, Alabama's offense is so bad. So um, like I said, Oklahoma versus UCF. Oklahoma is a 19 and a half spread. Um, uh, I I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think UCF is very good. It's at the crib. Um, like I said, first game back since the Red River Red. I'm gonna attempt to say it. Red River rivalry. That is a tongue twister. Um, so no, I I I think OU will for surely cover the spread. But it might be one of those weird games like SMU where it's fourteen to ten in third quarter fourth quarter you know so i i don't i don't know but i'm taking you i'm taking ou obviously to cover the spread and then the big game this week um penn state and or, or ohio state first of all this is stupid why is penn state versus ohio state at 11 12 o'clock like in the morning that is ridiculous this should be a night game on abc but whatever um the spread is ohio state 15 and a half or minus 15 and a half that is Penn State should feel disrespected by that because I don't think this Ohio State offense is good enough to put up more than touch, like beat them by more than two touchdowns. Um, so I'm taking, uh, I don't know. I want to say Penn State, but that offense or that defense for Ohio State is just so great. Like I can't, I can't, like I'm saying Penn State, but it's very close. Like I'm going to say Penn State by like a field goal. Um, just because that Ohio State defense, man, that Ohio State defense is insane, like insane, like they like they're flying to the ball. I think their de- defensive coordinator has only been there for two years now, because the old one went to Oklahoma State. I'm pretty sure. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, in two years, he's made that defense into I think the best defense in the nation. Um, I think, or really, I mean, between them and Michigan, they have the best defense in the nation. So, um, I'm I'm taking Penn State. But that's like, like I'm not betting no money on that. <laughs> like I'm I'm not putting my no bread on that. I, I I I'm picking Penn State, but I don't see. I could see obviously. I could see Ohio State winning that game, and it's in the horseshoe. Ohio State's probably gonna win, but I I want to see I want to see Penn State beat them I want to see Penn State be great It's been a, like Penn State's always just in that mediocre like seven to fifteen range rate like you know ranking I want to see them you know do something do something do something this year you know like this is one of the one years that no again no team looks unbeatable so um, like I said I'm taking Penn State but um, if Ohio State wins that like Ohio State could win but I don't see them covering the spread though like if Ohio State wins by like a touchdown because Again, that def or that offense is just I'm not sold on that offense, man. And it's they haven't shown me yet that I should be like, oh my gosh, offense is Ohio State's offense is so great. Cause this is the first 
um, offense that Ryan Day's had probably that is just not, you know, not selling me on anything yet. So, like I said, Penn State, not putting no money on it, though. Um, so, yeah, those are my picks for for week eight. Well, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the first episode of The Locker Room, man. Um, like I said, it's, this is going to be a weekly thing. Um, I, I wish I started earlier. I didn't had no, like I said, I had no, I had no time, but now I do. So um, this is gonna be a weekly episode type thing. Um, like I said, let me know what other things y'all want me to discuss on here. Any questions y'all have, um, I can discuss on here. Just let me know. Um, and like I said, man, this is gonna be a weekly thing. College football, talking college football. Eventually, talking NBA. We're gonna have debates with the team. This is going to be more of the debate show, the locker room. It's going to be more of the debate show. So, um, like I said, guys, um, keep keep tuning in with the episodes. We're going to be more active on the locker room, more than than fifth quarter. Fifth quarter is going to, like I said, be more interview type type podcast. So, um, like I said, man, just just keep keep listening, um, keep tuning into the episodes, man. I love y'all. Appreciate all the support, and um, yeah, we out of here.